Hello and welcome to Rewire with Susan. On this podcast, we simplify and break down topics in software development in a split second and discuss important skills for building a career in technology. I'm your host, Susan Adelokiki. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the first ever episode of Rewire with Susan. That's not a dramatic rate, okay. <laughs> Well, it's super exciting to meet you guys and share on this platform and I look forward to us actually learning together and having fun with this. So let's get right to it. Um, I've titled this topic, Have You Paid Your Tech Debt? And as you can tell from the topic, it's dedicated to some amiable tech debtors out there. Um, Some people have had this debt for weeks, for months and some for even years. Some people have literally just decided to retire from their engineering practice without paying back this debt. What do we say to those guys? I don't know, because I'm clearly not one of them. Now, let's paint a scenario where you would see kind of what tech debt is literally about. Um, We have a company called Make It Rain. Um, It wants to release a software application into the market as soon as possible. The product manager, who is called Lola, um, makes a request to Steven to ask him when the features will be ready. Now Steven is like, uh, we can get everything all done by tomorrow, right? And ideally, the features that need to be ready for this app to be production usable would not be ready for at least a week. Now clearly, Steven wants to follow some shortcuts to ensure that this is not the case, right? That we have this sooner than a week from now. So now this process of sacrificing quality for speed and often focusing on short-term processes instead of long-term is what you can refer to as technical debt. Now you might be thinking, what are the things that I may be doing as a developer that makes me incur this kind of debt, right? A lot of times it could just be you not following standard way of writing code. It could be in form of like writing unreadable, fragile, complex code as long as it works. There's no separation of concerns, it's not modular, it's not properly architectured, you don't have a process or a style guide that is being followed in the team. That's where you slowly and gradually incur technical debt. Now what are the problems that you could see associated with this kind of process? First of all, people usually don't go back to pay. If an application gets into the market and a customer is not complaining and is like, hey, oh my God, I can't log in. What is going on? Why can't I add reviews to this product? Nobody's gonna bother, right? If everybody's fine with what the application currently does, there might not necessarily not be any need to go back and, and try to pay back the technical debt, try to refactor the code that was written, right? And if you think about it, in the in the true sense or in, in, in the real life, most people um, might not necessarily want to pay you back if they borrow money from you and you're not asking them, right? Or maybe not most people, but some people might not do that. Some people might just be like, eh, it looks like Susan doesn't really need this money right now. I'll just wait until she asks me or <laughs> I'll just wait until she really needs it, right? So that's typically how it is in the case of technical debt. And of course, what do we have as a result of this? This debt piles up and developers eventually have to spend more time refactoring when they absolutely have to or make the the code scalable, right? They have to spend more time doing this 
And of course, this slows down the process of delivery. Now, the question you guys may be asking is, should I really be taking on technical debt? Is it worth it? Should I, is this something I should consider? Well, in some cases, I'll say yes, because if, for instance, you're part of a startup, this is something that is very critical for the startup, and that is getting their solution out there and validating it, right? They want to ensure that what they think is a need is actually a need for the customers that will be using it. And so they don't really want to spend time over architecturing the product or over engineering it. They just want to get the solution out there, right, to the market and see that people use it. They can get user activity, user data, and then with that information, they can iterate faster, know what to develop more on, or know what to just drop and let go and focus on other things. So these are also another thing is, of course, any startup wants to stay ahead of competition, right? So once they get the idea of something that they can be doing better or a new idea, they want to get it out there as fast as possible before somebody else brings it out. So these are the reasons why you might want to consider taking technical debt, right? Now, you can see that what makes technical debt a good investment is when it is well managed and on time. So it's important that development teams understand the impact that taking on tech debt has and have a plan towards mitigating it in the earliest possible time. So that's all we have for today. I hope you guys learned a thing or two about technical debt. Thanks for listening. And I hope this helps you to know what's a factor in your decision on taking debt in life, in tech, or in anywhere else for that matter. See you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, it's been another episode of Rewire with Susan. If you have questions, rants, suggestions, or just feedback, you can drop a tweet or DM me at Hastings on Twitter. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Bye.